What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Chill Lounge Podcast. I go by the name of Mr. Sean Ellis, and I'm one of your hosts. Yo, 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 this your boy Hassan here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fifth episode here at the Chill Lounge Podcast. As you guys see, and we got a very, very, very special guest on our hands. Give a little clap. <laughs> we have Mr. Jairus Bowen. Hold on. He need he need a, he need another introduction. Hold on. Time another, out, time. You, you got it. You got it. Time out. He goes. <laughs> he goes by many names. Mr. Wake Up in Polo. Mm. Mr. Bolo. Mm. But today we gonna be growing and we gonna call him Mr. J. Iris Baker is in the building. Yo, 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 what's going on, brothers? Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. We here. What's good with you? Nah, man, blessed man. Highly favored to say the least. <laughs> I see, My I man. see, man. Well, thank you so much for you know coming on to our show, man. Pleasure to have you. You already know how yes, we sir. rock, man. Yes, sir. Man, this guy is killing it. Like, if y'all don't know who this person is or familiar, get familiar with him because this guy here is killing the game. Not even gonna lie. So, um, literally, before, before we get started, man, as y'all know, with the chill lounge, we always do a tradition here. So. Mr. Baker, um, we take shots. We take a shot. I'm not going to say shots. Take a shot. <laughs> you know what's crazy? We, I remember a while ago, you couldn't even get this man to drink nothing, boy. I swear, I couldn't drink nothing. But look nothing, at him now. Now you got a bar. Look, look at look, him. Look, right. <laughs> he got to pick what he want to drink now. That boy hey, done You know, uh, I've traveled done. many places. That boy done growed up. So oh, man, while we waiting on bold shine, man, what you got over there? What you drinking on? Yeah, no, I'm still working on the same bottle, man. Same bottle from last week. Still got the crown. No, I got my like wine on deck. Same... I mean, I don't drink like that, man. I do, but I don't. Right. So, you know, I'm going to rock with this for a minute on the show. You've had that for like cool. Y'all want the, y'all know oh. I travel a lot. So, y'all want the that? Y'all, yeah, go. Y'all want the, the straight from Mexico? You know, it's, let me know what y'all want. Y'all want the. He got a whole you know bar, man. Right. I'm going to go ahead and go with the, you feel me. Mm. All right. This is a special occasion. I only drink when I'm on vacation, but this is a very special occasion. You're right. Guys, it is, it is, very, it. It is very, very special. So here I have in this special little bottle, it's some Cavassier. That's the Cavassier. Everybody singing you know, now. I'm real chill right now, laid back, you know, talking with my homies and stuff. So. You know, yes, that's what we're going with. Yes, sir. I mess with it. Oh, hey, I want y'all to see my shot glass real quick. My friend Ariel bought this for me from LA. It has like a bullet mm. on it. And it's like it's cracking the glass. So I can hold it like this and drink it properly. Um, bro. <laughs> did you just class <laughs> up that crown rope? I did. You see what I did? <laughs> this guy. I'm going to drink it just like this. He has some class. Have y'all been watching Bridgerton? You know how they be talking on there? My lord. 
Hey, what Eric Spears be saying? <laughs> my lord. <laughs> my lord. <laughs> You're the belligerents of your ignorance. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all ready, man? Let's go ahead and toast up. To a good life, guys. Good life. Successful um, 2021. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And both to give me like $20 after this. All right, cheers up. Let me get let me get 22. Yeah, oh, I got hair chest. Just oh Lord. I got hair chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how this podcast about to go now. Oh, it's gonna go, it's gonna go amazing. <laughs> so fellas, um Guys, I've been knowing you guys for a minute, man. So let's give the people a little bit of history of how uh, we all know each other. I know people probably know how I know Hassan from college, but uh, let's give everybody kind of a background of how we all met and uh, go from there. All right. So, I mean, Bo, do you want to tell the story of how how we met? (laughs) All right, look, (laughs) y'all. So look, like I said, my name's Bo, and uh, we all go back to college at Western Illinois University. If you're not from this area, you wouldn't know, but Western is in the middle of nowhere, Macomb, Illinois. So I was a brand new transfer student, and I saw this dope fraternity. I've always been interested in Greek organizations because they were just dope, the brotherhood, what they stood for, their presence on campus. And I actually went to a reveal, which are when the new members are revealed to the campus, the yard. And that's where I first saw Sean. It was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the presentation was pristine. All right. So then the year goes by, the next semester, I get bamboozled into <laughs> bamboozled. <laughs> nah, but you know what I mean? I I I I I grew to love these brothers, you know what I mean? Their character, they were organic, they were, I mean, they were just super legit. So I ended up <laughs> pledging. I'm gonna let Hassan take it from there. <laughs> so in that we came across each other when we were on that same line. So. I remember this. <laughs> so, um, I was there. There was, you know, it was a lot of people that were online, um, but me and Bo just clicked. First of all, before we even pledged, we was talking hella shit. There was. So with that, um, I forgot how many people was online. But we were like the last two. And I will say this, man, I really develop a deep bond with Bo. So it was just like, you know, I didn't pledge. I obviously dropped. So, but it was still like, you know, pretty cool. Like we still kept that relationship intact, you know, even throughout these years. So that's a little bit of backstory on how me and Bo met. And then, of course, you know, I had the honor of, uh, you know, pledging Bo and being his dean. Absolutely. And, uh, we lived together for a year, right? Lived together yep. for a year. And, um, you know, and we are a part of the illustrious fraternity, Beta Phi Pi Fraternity Incorporated. And uh, we've been rocking ever since. That happened in uh, 2012, correct? 
2013. Oh, sh- I about to say 2013, wasn't it? 2013. 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we knew each other in 2012, though. Yeah. We moved in together. Okay. We moved in together 2012. So that's been almost 10 years ago. So I've been knowing this guy for a decade, man. He's always been hardworking, uh, intelligent. So he's always uh, exemplified uh, what it is to be, you know, a beta and a good human being, you know what I'm saying? So I've been uh, rocking with you, man, and I'm excited for you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Bo, give, you know, they know about, you know, how we met and everything. Give the listeners and viewers just a little bit about yourself. Like, tell us about yourself, your upbringing and stuff. Absolutely. What's going on, family, people? Like they said, my name's Bo. I'm from the west side of Chicago. Went to Western Illinois University, pledged my beautiful fraternity, Beta Phi Pi. Graduated with my bachelor's degree in information systems. I minored in supply chain management. Right after graduating, I immediately got my job as a logistics manager for a freight company called Conway Freight. It was in logistics. Soon after that, I came back to Chicago, my hometown, because it was nothing in Niles, Ohio, all right? So listen, most people from Niles, Ohio, don't know where Niles, Ohio is. <laughs> like, it's a spot on the map where people just don't go. So I was completely bored. Like all Macomb, right, Illinois. My- Exactly. So I had to just, I had to get out of there. And along the way, I found one of my fraternity brothers who pretty much mentored me uh, into the position that I am in right now. His name is uh, my frat brother, Dre Taylor. Uh, Literally, uh, Andre, you feel me? He's a real estate man. Dope. Like, literally the reason why I'm where I'm at right now. All right. Uh, I started in network marketing about six years ago. It changed my life. Grew my mind to a way that I, I mean, to a place where I never knew it could go. I mean, originally coming out of college, I thought I was the corporate America guy. Like, go back six years, check out my Instagram. You see me in a, a suit and tie in front of my company's logo, looking like Mr. Conway. <laughs> little, <laughs> like, for real, man, I thought that was my way out the hood, was to go to school, graduate, get those good jobs, and move up the corporate ladder. That's what I thought. I wasn't taught much else. But soon after joining the MLM, the network marketing, I came to realize that the money is in business, like building your business, being big business, being an investor, right? So over the last six years, I grew multiple streams of uh, income, including that network marketing, uh, real estate. I'm in stocks, but I'm not really into stocks, but you know, it's a stream. So I dibble and dabble in there, but now, you know, I'm a published author. If you, you know what I'm saying? I know y'all gonna ask me about that later. So I ain't gonna get into that. But look, man, look, I'm a world traveler. Like I'm just a connoisseur for life. Y'all like, tell them where you going this week. Tell them where you going this week. Oh, but in two days, I'll be in Dubai, baby. Um, and then what you going to do after that? you going to be where after that? In Miami. Then after you that, can't Atlanta, ask for nothing then after oh, that, my goodness. Jamaica, man. Well, this don't me in a suitcase, man. I don't want to bother nobody. I'll just get on the plane in the suitcase, bro. Well, though, those baggage fees for uh, overweight. Uh, I pay them. I don't care. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that is all right. I mean, I ain't saying that you weigh more than 55 pounds. <laughs> hey. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Just saying. I, I don't weigh more than 55 pounds. I'm about quadruple that. Maybe more than that. <laughs> I'm I, like, sir. Hey, I'll split the fees with you. 
I'll split the fees with you. Uh, I'm gonna have to run a credit check. It's <laughs> 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 gonna be a mortgage loan. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, oh, man, but life is good, dog. That's yeah, good. that's definitely um a great, you know, mini backstory about yourself, uh, especially knowing you, you know, we talk all the time definitely. about, you know, success goals, what we're trying to get out of life. And I think that's where we really like elevating our friendship, knowing that, man, nobody wants to be stuck in the same position for 40 years. Like I myself, um, coming out of college, I didn't, it just didn't fathom my mind just to be like, yeah, I'm going to be at this job for 40 years and having mm-hmm. a ceiling to making something and not being able to help my family as well. So um, and now you mentioned your book, um, that big ass fucking picture that you have back there. <laughs> what that? The life oh, that's not that's not a picture. That's your mirror. That's Lobo. Right. Don't dis call him by his name. Okay. Bo, you good? All right. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely got the book right here. I will say, man, definitely a good read. I'm halfway through the book. I barely could put it down. Like starting with the first chapter when you talk about your life, your upbringing. Um and something that I didn't even know about, like the FA. Never thought yeah, about that. <laughs> Never thought that you were like that type of person that felt that way about yourself. Cause I know you just only now, which you're like a very confident individual. So hearing about that was kind of like, dang, like I never know, you know, knew that about him. So definitely a great read. I would say, man, make sure you guys go pick it up at uh, give it the website, Mo. Where they can pick that up at www.firethenumber2free.com. www.firethenumber2free.com. That's it. I ordered mine today, so mine's on the way. Mine will be a Saturday. So I'm ready. I'm, I want to see what it's about, man. I know it's some good stuff in there. True, true, true. So tell us a little bit about the book. So the book, the title is Uncuffed, and the CUF stands for Congratulations, You're Fired. So on May 20th, 2020 of last year, I was fired from my job. Uh, I've always been in management, corporate America, but I was a logistics manager for this company called DSC Logistics, and they didn't give me a reason. Literally, I walked into my manager's office, and he said, uh, you've not met expectations, and you will be terminated. I replied, What? what haven't I met? And he didn't give me an answer. He just said, it's non-negotiable. And I was like, okay. And from that point forward, I knew that I wasn't going to allow myself to end up in that position again, where my fate is determined by another man. I was going to always do what I have to do in order to control my destiny, meaning that I'm not going to work for anyone ever again in my life. All right. Ever is going to be me on out period point blank so that was that was the key factor i always knew that i wanted to write a book because i felt like i had some some good things to convey to not only our communities but everyone the youth uh the things that i went through i knew that it was it would be some relation there that can possibly help someone in the situation that they're going to 
and going through, but I didn't have that, that it factor, that boom, something that would make somebody say, okay, I'll buy that. And then they're blessed with all of the lessons in the book, you know, uh, as a byproduct right? I needed that it factor. When that happened, and then the title came, and then the illustration came, I was like, ooh. I was like, ooh. I was like, that's good. I was like, that's How long did it take you to good. write the book? Uh, I started a little after I got fired, so May through December, so about six months. Mm. And uh, as far as like the, the process of it, like did you have to go through a certain company or was that just, you just. Nah, so uh, my process, my process specifically, uh, I wrote it out first. Uh, I needed to get the titles down because once you get the titles in my head, you're pretty much halfway there. Now you just have to fill in the, the, the fat, the meat, the titles of the chapters are, those are the bones. So once I figured that part out, how I wanted to structure the book, what I wanted the main theme to be, how everything was going to play into each other. Once I figured that out, I just started writing and I travel. Like I said, I travel a lot. So in every different country, I'm just sitting on a balcony, just, just writing it out. I was in Hawaii for three weeks. I was there just writing it out, writing it out. And when I was finished, oh my God, that's when everything got tedious. Like I thought writing it was the hard part. Y'all, no. <laughs> no, you have to get the margins. You have to do the editing. You have to get the <laughs> the page count. But I self-published, which means I did everything myself. I utilized Amazon's KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing. Uh, that's a, a beautiful platform for you to actually do it yourself, get your story out into the world. So that's the way, that's the route I went. I wrote it. I fixed the editing. I did the formatting. I got the cover made and I put it into Amazon, fixed it, fixed it, fixed it, critique, 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 edit it, edit it, edit it. Until I felt like it was, nope. and boom, nope. it came together. So, I know we're talking about your book right now, Bo, but you mentioned being in Hawaii, right? You mm -hmm. was over three weeks. I didn't get the full story of what, what, what happened, what transpired in Hawaii. Like, I know we talked, <laughs> we, we talked about it a little bit, but what, what happened in Hawaii? Like, can you tell me the story of what happened down there when you was there? I got you. And because this podcast is timeless, we're going to give them the, the, the 2020 what happened. Now, 2020 <laughs> is going to go into history books, period, point blank, mm -hmm. because of what? the coronavirus, COVID-19. So me, look, I just, I was fired. I thought I was untouchable. In my mind, I'm like, I'm free. I'm gonna go do whatever I want. <laughs> Hawaii was like, nah, bro, we got a 14 day quarantine. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't go nowhere. So me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Bo, right? And when I say that, I just, that's just, I'm carefree. I go live my life and I try to wiggle and manipulate my way around the, the consequences. So I'm in Hawaii. The first day I get there, I'm out. The second day, I'm out. It's Juneteenth. It was a festival in the park. It was beautiful. I'm out. I'm at the beach. I'm working out outside. This man like, do everything. For about, <laughs> for about 11 days, I'm kicking it. Now, I was at one of our frat brothers' houses that was like in Ever Beach, which is about 45 to an hour away from Honolulu. So you got I was a brother in Hawaii? Resort. Yeah, Steve from uh, Northern. Really? NIU. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay, he's, okay. he's in the military. In the military. Right. Okay. So, gotcha. Okay. 
Exactly. So I wasn't at a resort or anything. I was at someone's house, right? So on the 11th day, I just finished working out, y'all. I promise you, I just finished working out. I go into the crib. I go upstairs. I shower. I hear the doorbell. Ding dong. <laughs> I look out the window. It's like some Asian dude with a button up on and some slacks. I'm like, well, I'm not from here. I'm not answering this. <laughs> I'm not answering this though. So I shower. I get dressed. I walk down the stairs slow because I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, all right, no one's at the door. I'm in the kitchen. The kitchen window is literally about five feet from the front door. So I'm in the kitchen making eggs and I see the dude walk, walk <laughs> back to the door. I was like, oh crap. So he rang the doorbell. I opened the door up. I'm like, hello? He was like, yeah, uh, we have this as an address for someone to be staying at. And then someone else, like his partner, came up behind him with a manila folder. He opened the folder, and all I saw was pictures of me in Hawaii, <laughs> like not being in the house. So I was like, so I just I jumped the gun because I couldn't let him finish the statement. I was like, hey, that's me. He was like, yeah. He was like, you're supposed to be on a 14-day quarantine. I was like, well, they just said I couldn't go out side with people. I'm like, they said I can work outside. I can work out outside by myself. He was like, huh? I was like, yeah, they just said I couldn't be around people. So he called his boss. He was like, yeah, we have him right here. And then he hands me the phone. I'm like, hello? I'm like, yeah, you have a, I'm like your workers saying that, that I disobeyed the quarantine when they said that all I had to do was not be around people. They said I could work outside by myself. I was like, well, can I stand on the front porch and work out. That's typically what I do. And then I run around the block. He's like, well, what would just, just stay in the house. He was like, you only got two more days left. Just stay in the house. Don't go nowhere. Uh, don't go outside. I'm like, okay, sir. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I handed my phone back to the guy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, my bad. He was like, you're lucky. He's like, we typically just take the people to jail. I was oh, like, damn. I'm blessed by going <laughs> up. I got two days. Yeah. I'm in this joint. We cool. I'm in this I'm, joint. Bro, faithfully. Allegedly <laughs> chilling. I was good. But bro, I, feel, I was man. scared. Like I about to be scared. I saw too. The badges. Right. What? That's a five thousand dollar fine, and they could take her to jail, dude. Mm -mm. God, God. That's it, man. I promise you. <laughs> That's it. But uh, also I was peed on myself. <laughs> I bet. But also to uh, to piggyback off what we talking about before uh, we got on the Hol Hawaii, I was trying to say Honolulu. Uh, you saying that you got fired from your job, and the the, good, the thing about that is, um, I think all three of us have had experiences with uh, different experiences with corporate America. And Asan, I'll let you tell your side too. But uh, I know I when I got out of college, uh, it was funny because I just knew like. I was gonna get a good job. I had a degree. I was gonna get a good job. I was gonna get an apartment or whatever. And remember, Hassan, we was talking about moving back in with each other, me, you, and Glenn. Yeah. And we was like, man, we're finna get this apartment at Oak Brook. We don't care how much it costs. We're gonna get the job. And I think at the time, Glenn was doing insurance, right? Yeah. And I and I think me and you was just at home. We were just trying to get any kind of job. But it took a while. And uh, you know, over the years, I've we, we've been kind of working these corporate jobs or whatnot. And it kind of seems like sometimes it's like the same old story. Like, you know, they have the power and the ability to get rid of you when and however they want to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, so I've experienced that a few times, at least three or four times. And, you know, it's kind of like when you know it's that last straw, you just like, nah, I don't know if I can, I can do this, you know, too many more times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know with me, like, you know, I, I had like four or five jobs after college. I graduated in 14. And um, by 2018, I had like four jobs and only had longevity at like one of them. And it's like, they tell you like, you know, you're permanent and you this, but you really don't have any safety. So it's good that you you, you have to fall back on that, you know, that those other uh, avenues and other streams of income. So that's kind of when I was like, okay, I got to figure out something to do for myself as well, whether that's saving money or, uh, you know, investing in stock, investing in real estate. Uh, open um, opening up my photography business and, you know, trying to become lucrative that way. So I think it's important for everyone, even if you don't, if you have a corporate job and you don't have a corporate job, always have that backup plan because they have the ability to terminate you whenever they want to. Yeah. But you can't terminate yourself. Always remember that. Yeah, big facts, big facts. Um... That's what I would say. <clears throat> Absolutely. So mine was similar to Bo's. I got fired last year, May 31st at 3.55 p.m. On Remember the, the time? Yeah, I do. It was, <laughs> right, uh, they hurt that man. <laughs> Damn. It was on a Friday. I think it was a Friday. How do you get that fired was, on a Friday, Friday man? man? Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he got fired on a Friday. Great. Great. <laughs> like, I remember that day. So we were working from home and when COVID hit, it was just like a, it was a crazy situation because it was like nobody was prepared. My job wasn't prepared for that. So, you know, we were, we were working from home. We had to switch to a new system that had hella problems. And like, I was literally working from like six in the morning to like 11 o'clock at night. He was, I never understood why you was doing that, but. <laughs> Cause it was so much work I had to try to keep up with. Cause like anytime I'll do my regular job now, it's like, oh, we need to do something to fix the system so it'll work properly. So now I'm trying to play catch up all the time. So I got to go to bed late, wake up early. So um, I've been always wanting to get into real estate, but it was just like the timing wasn't always there so even though i was working from home it was like man i'm working weekends too so on that day on 31st of may 350 i go in the kitchen you know want put me something in the microwave because i'm about to eat soon like enough work i come back and i see i got a zoom link from my uh from my team lead i'm just like what she want as soon as I click on the link, I see like a whole bunch of boxes. And I'm just like, I already know what it is. I ain't even turn on my camera. <laughs> so my team lead give me the speech, you know, due to COVID, you know, we gotta try to let it build. Da, 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 da. And I was like, you wanna say anything? I said no. Honestly, They're like, what what you want me to say? Right. Like honestly. Thank you for the opportunity? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry it didn't work out between us. Like, what you want me to say? They were just like. So honestly, when that happened, I wasn't 
like, oh man, what I'm gonna do now to get money? How I'm gonna eat? How I'm gonna pay my bills? It was more so of a relief. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like a whole bunch of boulders that was on my shoulder was lifted. And the only thing I could think of is like, now I can go do what I've been trying to do, which is have my own business, go into real estate. So, you know, we've all had that to where it's like, we want to do that whole dream, especially as an entrepreneur, you hear stories about how people went full on entrepreneur and they just killed. Like we've been always wanted to do that. But at the same time, it's kind of like that, that safety net that we have in our jobs to be like, I, I'm going to still do this, but still try to work on my business. And mm-hmm. you can only give so much to your own stuff. Because yeah. you're, you, you're going to revert back to giving a good percentage for somebody else building their journey. So with that, it was kind of like, man. And before that, like maybe two or three weeks, I was just thinking like, man, like I wish like I get fired just so I can go and do it. Cause I, I was at that point, it was just like, I knew I was going to get fired. It was just a matter of time. Like they letting go of people all around. So it was just a matter of time. So it was just like, all right, getting myself mentally prepared to be like, what will I do if I'm in this situation? So being in that situation, there was no worry. I was never scared. I was never fearful. It was just like, man, you know what? Let's go in, all in. So from there on out, did that. When I got my real estate license, had already been working on, you know, getting my business together, you know, got my LLC together, you know, got, you know, a real estate lawyer together, like just getting pieces and everything together. So when that time come, I can just go ahead and jump right in. Yes, uh, can I tell a funny story about you real quick? Oh, Lord. Go ahead. So, so I remember, um, <laughs> Hassan had this thing like, his first couple of jobs, <laughs> His first couple of jobs, I, w- I think I would be at work or whatever, whatever the case may be. And he hit me up. And he hit me up during like work hours. Like, were you supposed to be at work? <laughs> and I, I call him back during lunchtime. What's good, bro? What's up, man? Are you on lunch? <laughs> nah, man. I'm like, why are you at work? <laughs> man, I quit that shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? I like him. That's I'm like, what? Like he's like, bro, he's like, bro, I can't do that shit, man. Like, that shit's so repetitive, bro. I can't do it. Hassan, you've done that like two or three times, bro. Like, no, the man, I Lee. Two. I did it two. Twice? Yeah, I did it twice. It you was, you know, like, so man. crazy. The first time I did that, um, I was working for a company where we just called people about their student <laughs> loans. I'm not going to say the name, mm. you know, whatever. So, and I was making like decent money. This is like my first job out of, you know, leaving WIU. So I was like, all right, good paying money, whatever, cool. But it was just that whole, this is when you clock in. This is when you take your lunch. 
you got to have these numbers. You got to make sure you have this. You got to make sure you follow these rules or like it was just all of that. And that was around the time when I got into network marketing. So I'm looking at that. And, you know, at the time, my lead or whatever, I was just like, I'm looking at his Facebook and everything like, man, forget this. Like, he would know, leave his ID. <laughs> he would leave his ID on the desk and just walk out. No, this is what I did, right? So I'm just sitting up here. So I signed up three people or whatever to go to school. And I'm like, on that third person, I'm just like, I should be excited, but I'm not. Like, those three people is paying the person who made this. Mm -hmm. So I'm not getting but a cent of this. A a small percentage. A small percentage. So it's like, nah, I can't do this. So Mm -hmm. we had this email, like a team lead email. I emailed the team. Let them know, like, you know, thank you for the opportunity. Um, but <laughs> that man you know, I go <laughs> on my own venture. So I sent that email, took off my badge, laid it at the desk, walked off. <laughs> Bro said, I'm gonna do Lyft, man. I can do Lyft, I can do Uber, I can do anything. Look, what it was, it was just like, I'll do that on the side and then, you know, work on my own stuff. Oh, my business, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so there's another time where it was just like, I was just sitting up there and I really wasn't getting paid nothing. And it was just the same thing. <laughs> Bro, I'm not making nothing. And like lunchtime hit, I got my stuff and left. They called me, was like, where did you go? I was like, I quit. <laughs> so shaking my head. That's so funny, bro. That man called me done. I guess it's that. so you've been it's you've been working on this time for, for a while now. Like it just seeing that. And knowing that I'm helping another person with their dream, like no, I can't. And I'm kind of falling. I'm building. falling back on my own dream, and I'm helping somebody else build yeah. theirs. So, Definitely. Mo, let me ask you: When that happened, when you got fired, was there any type of fear that ever came to you to be like? Like, wow, I'm about to do this. Like, can I do this? Like, I've always had that safety net with my job, but can I actually do this like by myself? Have you or have you ever been fearful throughout the whole process? You know, whatever, even in you know what I'm saying, throughout your college years or even before that, that led up to this moment that you're in now. Uh through the journey, have you ever been fearful? Absolutely. That's why I never quit. <laughs> right. Because right. it's like, why would I give up like what I've worked so hard for? Right. I worked hard in college to get that degree. Right. And now I'm in my field making good money. Like, even though I found out that that was better in business, mm-hmm. I still work my butt off to get this degree, to get this job. And then it's always the fact in my head that like, I can do both. Right. I can be a great employee and I can build my business wholeheartedly. That was always in my head. I was always going back and forth with myself saying, but I can make it work. But it's like, Bo, if you don't go to that job, you can spend more time building legacy, building wealth. Right. But it was like, well, I can do both. Because if I built my side business to this point and I still got my job, 
I can just continue building it over time, mm -hmm. right? That was the fear for five and a half years. So when those words, your, your terminated came, like, like a sign, it was like a, a I said, I'm about to go to Hawaii for three weeks. Now, the reason why I knew I was going to do that, because I was literally the month prior trying to figure out how I can go to Hawaii for four or five days. Like, I knew I wanted to go to Hawaii, but I had a job. And it was COVID. So getting time off was, was very rare, mm -hmm. right? You, you really didn't want to take time off because you'd be hurting the job. Right, you'll come back to work in a worse situation than when you left. Right. So the whole situation was screwed up while I was working. But when they freed me, I was like, oh, dude. I was like, this is confirmation. I'm like, God, low-key has been trying to get me out of being an employee for five and a half years. But <laughs> when he get me out of a situation, I just jump into another one like, oh. He didn't want me there, but maybe I can do it here and still do my business. Oh, he didn't want me here. Maybe I can do it here. God was like, dude. Like, y'all ever heard that story when there's like somebody drowning and then a boat comes and they're like, no, God will save me. The boat yeah. leaves. Another boat comes. Like, no, God will save me. The boat leaves. And then <laughs> the person drowns and makes it to heaven. Like, God, why didn't you save me? He was like, I sent two boats. Right, right. That, it wasn't like, me directly, like, but I sent right. it for you. I, yeah, that's, right, like right. That's that's the situation I was in. So I mean, bro, I literally felt freed, like freed, and I went and I lived the heck out of life for the last six to seven months. It's been absolutely phenomenal. It's been crazy. That's what's up, man. So what about you, Sean? What's what's some things that you know you have to overcome? You know, in your journey. I think, uh, so I can, I can say this. Um, I feel like I've been uh, put in enough situations in my past to be successful successful with my future. Um, so I think it, with, with our lives, I think it's certain things that we go through to get us to where we're at now. For example, when I say that, I can say in high school, you know, I played football for four years. I was a captain for two of those years. That's something that I think has prepared me for a leadership role now, not only with my business, but also in the community and organizations or whatnot. Um, you know, and you kind of learn from your captain, you know, you play in front of all these people and that, that kind of, that, those things build your character throughout the years. So right. me being 32 right now, uh, playing football in high school at the age of 16, 17, 18, that kind of built me up to where I'm at now. Piggyback off that, I go to college, I joined a fraternity, uh, you know, but we did several step shows. Uh, we had multiple roles within Greek organizations outside of our own. Uh, you know, we have, we've had president positions, we've had vice president, treasury, uh, uh, secretary, we've had all these roles. So when you look back on it, all this stuff kind of, all these roles, it prepares you for where you're at now. Because you think about all those times, you're like, you know what? This stuff has really prepared me. 
And sometimes you're fearful in those situations because like I said, you know, like when we were in college, like we would do shows in front of hundreds of people and uh, you don't have to be scared, but you're nervous uh, to some point. So I think those have kind of, uh, that's kind of uh, elevated uh, my game uh, to where I'm at now. Like those situations have, have helped me to, to where I'm at now. The second thing I'll say is, uh, if I was to give advice to people, I would say, get out of your own head and stop listening to what other people, what other people, outside people are telling you. Mm. Um, because they may be blocking something that God has set up for you. So follow your heart and follow your dreams. Uh, do, <laughs> do it to the fullest. Um, don't, don't, don't go inside your head and convince yourself that something isn't a good idea because it might be a great idea. You never know. So I, I, I always say kind of pray about it, manifest it, um, you know, nurture it and kind of see it through, plan it. What, what do you see coming out of this? What is the goal? Where do, where do you want to take this? So that's what I would say. Right, 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 true. Oh, um, was preaching right there. Right. Oh, man, did, I have did you to ask right for a sermon, Hassan? Did you ask for a sermon? Because that's what y'all got. Hey, hey, yeah, I try to bring it on Facebook tomorrow. All he was missing was a, it was a towel. <laughs> well, I ain't got nothing. Oh, there you go. Right behind you. Ah. Right, wipe it off. Mm. I said. Oh, Pastor. I said. Ah. You got to add that. Don't listen to ah. other people. Because <laughs> what God has for you, it is only for you. I look, he needed that. I was sweating low key, but. <laughs> Man, um... that boy got that ring light too high. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Probably it's, it's a little good distance from me too. But. That joint burning a tan into your face in the circle. <laughs> sweating. Yes, sir. Um, man, you say, me, the fear I've had fear to overcome, and it was honestly recently, and it was with my real estate exam. So backstory. Um. I was like the only one who thought that I wouldn't be able to pass that. And it's so crazy. Only because so much stuff that I went through in my life, I wasn't able, able to achieve. So when it came to that, it was just kind of like a, damn, like I wasn't able to do this or that. So how can I think that I will be able to pass this real estate exam? So I really started downing myself when I failed twice taking it. So going with the third one, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to let this fear overpower me. I'm going to use that as motivation because I'm not trying to fail this joint like at all. Because I know if I fail it again, I'm just going to be like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going back to find another job. And that's something that I didn't want to do. And also I wanted to prove to myself, it was like, forget everybody else. Like nobody else matter, whether they were rooting for me or not. I want to be able to show myself that I can do this. To really like 
kill some demons of my past. So being able to overcome that fear, I went on it and I was studying like countless hours, like morning, as soon as I wake up, study. As soon as I take a break, eat something, I'll be looking over notes, like just constantly, like just going at it each day. And when I tell you, when I finish taking my test, I go to the, you know, to the instructors, let them know like, hey, do I take my test? They went, printed it out. So you know how when people hand you something, you know, because I took the test twice. So this, the two times I took it, they looked at it and let me know if I passed the fail before they gave it to me. This person, she has the paper to me upside down, but didn't say anything. That's the worst. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man. Oh, man, no. I got <laughs> Like when I tell you, I was just like, I was so confident. I was like, I think I passed this joint. But when she handed me that paper upside down, Hearts. my That's heart worse, bro. was beating so fast. Like my heart was literally to my feet. And when I turned that piece of paper over and saw that I passed both parts, look, I almost hugged her. But I had to remember, like, nah, I ain't trying to catch some case. So <laughs> like, right. Man, I was so happy. Like, man, went in the car, cried my eyes out, and was just thanking God. Like, you need a hug that day? I did, man. I need a hug, a drink. Sean, go hug him right now. That's so. Come on, you can pretty cuddly too, Sean. Like, Bring it in. You know, like a, call, you know, you remind me, me of like Cuddles. a cute cuddly. Don't squeeze. You remind, Don't squeeze. You remind me of like a cute cuddly hamster. Like, really? Like for real? I'm talking. Well, I gotta be a rodent. Like, you can shoot kind of like a bad hammy. Why he couldn't be a bear? Like, he couldn't <laughs> like, say, like, Winnie the Pooh right. or something. Right. He couldn't say a bear. Like, somewhere a little bit of fierce, like, oh, ruggedness. Like, 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 he says like a hamster. hamster. Yeah. Hammy. That's like being like called hammy. a gnat. Like, you're just a, a big version of a gnat. Okay. Okay, Raggy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Raggy. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Serious note. Back then. All right. I quit. Don't. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, anyway. I was gonna say. Uh, just one thing. Uh, just by hearing all our stories and all our backgrounds and things like that, it's it's clear that failure is a part of this thing. Mm. It's a part of this journey. Um, and what I think that does is. Failure opens the door to let fear come in. Now, it can either go one or two ways. It can go your way or it could turn upside down and go the wrong way. So I think with most people, what happens is... I feel like I should be playing the organ right now. Oh, you, Go ahead. You got an organ? <laughs> but it happens like... It's like... Um, Either you're going to be successful with it or you're going to run from it. So when that fear sets in, you as an individual, what are you going to do? Are you going to gravitate towards it or are you going to run from it? And I think that's what ultimately puts people in whatever position it is. You're going to be successful or you're not. 
Or, or you going? Are you going to open that business, or are you going to run back to your comfort zone in that job? Mm. What What do you want to do? So I'm, I, I've been preaching too much today, y'all. Hey, I'm I am, I am, man. Like, I'm not, like, man, like, y'all got me in my zone right now. Agree. Yeah, yes, yes, I am. Yes, I feel it. I the 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 gym dropper. Hey, I feel it, man. I can feel it. Nah, but it's it's all truth. Um, it's legit. Like, so many people are what could have been, like, (laughs) if they would have just pushed a little harder. Yeah. But it's not all their fault, man. It's it's. There's a lot to do with systemic issues, mm-hmm. right? Most of us aren't taught, right? And it takes a little bit of guidance, a lot of God and faith for someone to actually make it out of the struggle that we've all were raised in. Right. Like in my book, I say, I mean, and when I say I didn't have a mentor, I'm talking about in regards <coughs> to being successful as a business person growing up. There was no one to teach me about credit, real estate, saving, like everything that happened. It was, I think, divine intervention on my life. You know what I mean? Because I did things that most people just didn't do. And I don't know why. That's not I was conventional. Like, oh. Right. It wasn't conventional to our environment it was conventional to other maybe color persons or lack of (laughs) what they do normally what they teach their kids and generations normally we weren't taught that so that's why it's on us to get that awareness out that's why it was important for me to publish a book in order to get that version out to the world because whoever reads it they'll know that they can do it too, because I didn't come from a silver spoon, right? right? I took that wood and I made something of it. That's it. It wasn't given, it was worked for, it was earned. You took a piece of and clay I and I love it. it. You feel me? I mess with it. Like, and spray painted that joint. <laughs> Black and white. <laughs> you, you feel me? <laughs> Black and white. Black and white, I ain't got nothing. Black and white. <laughs> Black and white. Hassan, where you? Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was coming, bro. It was coming. So I was waiting on. I, was, I thought Sean was gonna say it. Nah, man. Nah, bro. Uh, I thought Sean was gonna say it, but I'm like, I, I know it's coming. So, so bad, black. So enough about Hassan. You got anything else you wanted to? Uh... No, no, no. I ain't got nothing else. Okay, so, uh, so we gonna just kind of focus this on you both. So. I got two questions for you. Um, the first question is, I know this book is about your life, your ups and downs, your success. Do you have a favorite chapter in this book where it was just <laughs> like, it was just like, you know what, this one right here, this the one, like. Well, <sighs> I think if you had the to first... pick one, if you just had to pick Right, one. so because it molded me so much and it took such a, it was a big part of who I am right now and no one knows. I think we have to be, well, technically in there, it's the second one, but that's really like the first chapter after the forward was 
that that chapter. I'll let Hassan probably read it, but because it's 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 a curveball, right? Someone gets my book. It's called Uncuffed. Congratulations, you're fired. They may if they know me, they know it's going to be motivational. It's going to be inspirational. It's going to be a good read. But that that chapter, like, and I'll let Hassan talk about not the chat, but his feelings because he knew me as me, Bo, right now from college. Like, it's such a curveball, but it's good in a bad, good sort of way because it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like, embarrassing. Yeah. But it may be the story that allows someone who's going through something similar to come out of it. So I knew that that story needed to be told, mm-hmm. right? So that 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 curveball, I think, I think, yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'll let Hassan got, talk I about it and that way they can get it. With that chapter, uh, it definitely set up to where you are right now. It kind of built a principle what you wanted to have for yourself. So with this chapter FA, which is basically fat ass. <laughs> I've been there too. I'm still going through that. <laughs> I've accepted it now though. So, you know, <laughs> that curveball of, you know, what does have to do with, you know, success or having that motivation to where it's like, you know, you went through that stage where it was something that, you know, you were fat. Somebody called you fat ass. So instead of just really just focus on focusing on the negatives, you was like, you know what? Let me try to do something to where it's like, you know, I don't like being called this. I don't like how it looks, you know, self-esteem wise. I want to be able to feel good. So you kind of taught yourself to like, okay, let me go and paint this canvas. This is a blank canvas. So I'm going to start off by getting rid of this name and also working on my image. Because let's be honest. Let's be honest. Image, it helps. Like, it helps tremendously. Drastically, yeah. Like, if you have that image in yourself to where it's like, you know what, I look good, I feel good, like, then a lot of stuff, like, goes up as far as yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually. So that curveball, when I read it, I was just like, man, really? Like, I never, like, knew that he was like that. I thought he was just, like, this same confident person. So it's like, okay, I see where that came from now. So the way he broke that down in the chapter is super dope, man. Like, y'all gotta get that book. Like, for real. Like, Definitely. Definitely. And I would say, like, that's, like, my favorite chapter as well because it's like something that I'm going through now so yeah I think it's transparent enough to to be perceived in multiple arenas of self-doubt right Uh, low self-esteem right and not just with image or appearance like a sign Right, you failed at multiple things in your life, but in that chapter, it tells you, you can always get a blank canvas and paint it how you want to paint it. 
I don't care if you fail five times taking that real estate exam. The sixth exam, don't know you fail five times. That's right. Right? That is You right. feel me? That's so right. clear it all out mm -hmm. and go to work. And when you get to that sixth exam, paint that Picasso. Like, bro. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you, man. So my, my last question is kind of a two-parter. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? That's A. And then B, what advice would you give to people that's in your situation that was in your situation a year ago? And they they're looking to they want to change their lives and go down a different avenue, but they have this this fear, or they have something kind of resisting them or holding them back. What advice would you give them? My younger self, see with that question, my mind automatically goes to like those movies when they go back in the past, change one thing, and then their entire life and everybody they know, it, it changes things dramatically and drastically. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go and change things that dramatic. Like, of course I would say, look, when they call you fa, like just ignore it until they call you by your name, mm -hmm. right? But then if that happens, right, would I have the ethic, the, the morals, would I fight so hard for what I want, right? Maybe not, right? but that would have instilled other characteristics that would also help me succeed, right? But that would probably be the, the top one. Okay. was I like, like look, all you got to do is not answer. Because after, after being called five so long, I was just answering it like it was my name, right? And no one knows. Like, they don't know because I answered to it. They don't know that it, that it hurt it. Right, they didn't know how it affected me because I didn't convey it, I didn't communicate it. And at the same time, we young. If I did, they probably would talk about me even more, right? right. So right. at That's the right. same time, it's like I deal with it, deal with it, and then that the rise situation came up, and I was like, look, I'm just gonna transfer, and then I'm gonna recreate my image, my brand, me as a person, right? And that's where that went. Uh, as far as what would I tell my my last year self? I wouldn't say not a word. I just smile. No, I mean, what would you tell other people that's in that's in a situation that you oh, in? I just smile. Oh, uh, go ham, go ham, right? Uh, most, I think it's when you come when it comes to statistics, most people aren't entrepreneurial right? Their mindset, they're not built that way. So it really depends on their mindset at that time, right? If we're talking to someone who has dibbled and dabbled in, in other businesses, whether it was network marketing or their own businesses, they just weren't successful. That's the person I would say, go ham. Find your passion. Find your passion and figure out how to get good enough at it that people will pay you. That's it. Monetize your passion. Because if you're if it's your passion, you're never going to hate what you're doing. So if you love it and you do it well enough, people will pay you no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. You got people uh, <laughs> making money for just being themselves. Ridiculous ton tons of money. 
The internet has made it possible for you to create wealth just by being you. All right. So figure out what you love and go ham, kill it. Figure out how to brand it. Figure out how to monetize it. All right. And then go do it. People will pay. People will pay for something that you have. Your gift. Figure it out. Everyone has it. Figure it out. Somebody is a billionaire because they made these. Facts. (laughs) That's a big fact. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's that's what it is. Figure out something you like. Figure out how to monetize it. That's the first step. Creating an extra stream of income. You can go get another job. That's totally fine. But use that income to pay for something that's going to allow you to create wealth. You cannot create wealth doing by nine to five. You create wealth by a side business, by investments. All right. Create other extra streams utilizing the money you make from your job. It's a stepping stone. Like that 40 years of life to retire 40% of your income, that's dead. If you're on this podcast and you're thinking that way, I'm sorry. We are not the guys to be listening to. (laughs) But if, if you dream about changing life, not only for you, but the people who you surround yourself with, we talking to you. Go ahead. Mm. Mm. Well, we got some gems on here today, <laughs> boy. God damn. Bling, 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 Well, man, you good as well? I want to say, man, thank you so much for stopping by, you know, shooting the breeze with us today, man. Really appreciate it. And for all those that are listening and viewing, make sure y'all go get this book right here. Uncuff. Make sure you get that. Get it on that website. Get it. 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 It's really dope book, man. Definitely gonna finish it this week. And it's not even a long book. Like y'all finish that. Super easy read, y'all. I promise you. So, uh, what was the website again, Bo? Go ahead and tell the people what. www.firedtofree.com. www.fired the number two free.com f-i-r-d the number two f-r-e-e dot com let's get it baby yes sir yes sir and And i just wanted to show you they can uh find you at on social media oh absolutely fire to free (laughs) so fire to free everything give you your instagram and facebook that's that's it fire to free on everything okay f-i-r-e-d the number two f-r-e-e on Facebook, IG, on everything, fired to free, because that's the life. I was fired, now I'm free, fired to free. That's the progression of my life. Let's get it. That's it. Let's go. Let's grow. Thanks. Man, man, we appreciate you for joining us, man. You know you're welcome messy. anytime, man. I'm proud of you, and uh, keep on moving forward, man. man. You already know it. Oh, one thing, fellas, uh, I don't know if we got enough time, but I promised the people I'll do a raffle, uh, so... I travel a lot, and whenever I travel, I bring back gifts, I bring back souvenirs, and then I raffle them off to the people who bought the book. Uh, And I would love to do that on your platform uh, so people can tune in, they can hear the gems, and they can get the gifts. uh, And just tune in because it's a beautiful podcast. So if we got time, 
you know. I, I like that joint out right now. We got we got that time. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Right. Well, look, well, since we own this <laughs> the Chill Lounge podcast, I Bo Baker. I'm going to raffle off the gifts to the people who I bought the book uncuffed. Congratulations, you're fired. We have three items. We have a new Nuevo Velada fitted all black. Then we have a black and gold. And then for that grand prize, we have that Ka Ka Anijo. Tequila, straight from Mexico. You can't buy it in the U.S., uh, only Mexico. So what I'm going to do is I got these these cards. I call it a raffle, but I got these uh, <laughs> these note cards with people's names. Everybody that bought the book, it's over 100 cards here. I'm just going to choose up, three. Uh, and Sean just bought it today, so he don't hear it. <laughs> oh, you can th- go ahead and write my name on the card. Go ahead. Nah, no, nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do the, the black and gold. We're going to do that joint first. Let's see. Let's see. Who get the black and gold? What'd that say? That's, that a- Alan that's Alan. B- Alan <laughs> that's Alan Bazaar. This was one of my truck drivers back in Niles, Ohio. Super dope up, dude, man. man, from Rochester, New York. I got to send this check. I got to send this out to Rochester, New York. Wow, that's absolutely beautiful. Let's get it. The next one. I love this hat. I love it so much. I bought two on one for me and one for this yeah, person. So we got to wear it at the same time so we can be twins. Twins these days. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> F you. <laughs> Let's see. What does that, that is. say? That's blank. Right. <laughs> hey, go ahead and throw my name on that one. <laughs> what does that say? Holiday. LaShawn? Oh, that's LaShawn. You got to be kidding me. LaShawn. So LaShawn Holiday, she's an author down in uh, Atlanta. Super dope. I'm actually going to do a a book signing in Atlanta in two weeks. Uh, So I'll be down there for like five days and we're going to collaborate on that. So LaShawn, oh, we got to wear this. (laughs) We're going to be twins. Congratulations. Is she light-skinned like you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Go look her up <laughs> now for the for the finale. We got the, I don't even want to get this joint away. Like I paid a pretty penny for this right here, man. <gasps> Why is it gonna be somebody from Western Watch or, or or a frat bro watch? Mm, let me put my name on that blank one. <laughs> man, let me put my name on that blank. One. Uh, nah, I ain't get your confirmation. <laughs> I can send it to you right now. Who that is? What in the world? I told you, Pat. Pat, Pat <laughs> I, I told you it was gonna be the fraternity brother, or somebody from West. Wow. So Pat, my, my brother. Got, wow. That's my line brother, y'all. He just won it. Hey, maybe he'll share something with me then. Just both want to be saying. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. We got Al Bassard. We got Lashawn. We got my mother effing frat, bro. Pat Dickerson. He was the first person that my pop up, the first one I ever did for the book, and he was the first about book. So this is only right. Let's get Shout it, bro. Out. I appreciate Shout all out. the love. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all, yeah, bro. Yeah, appreciate for you, real, brother. brother man, brother anytime, man. man. Come back anytime you got time, man. We, we, you know what I'm saying. I ain't got no job. We always got. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. Definitely, definitely, man. Well, thank, man. Thank you again for stopping by. Man, congratulations to the winners. Uh, Congrats. 
Um, uh, what was was I in that at all? Yeah, you was in it. You probably was in it. He just made it clear I wasn't in it because I bought the book today. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I didn't know whether it was just like people that came to the book signing or what. Just nah, nah. Told nah, everybody bought the nah, book. People bought the book. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me see what my name is. We well, gotta go through a hundred cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My name wasn't in there. Like, find it. I want to <laughs> see it. <laughs> but man, I want you guys to go ahead and tune in to us every week for a new episode. Make sure y'all go like, subscribe, join the Facebook group. The Chill Lounge Podcast Facebook group. Make sure you look us up on IG at the Chill Lounge Podcast. Everywhere. Also, you know, follow me, Mr. Dot Forbes, on IG. Follow me on Facebook as well, too. Hassan Raglan. Also, follow my counterpart down here. Which what's your name on there, brother? Me. I mean, I don't know what position I'm in on your screen, but uh, you can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me because Bo is at the bottom on my screen, so that's why I said that. But uh, you can follow me at Sean Ellis on Facebook. Um, and on IG, my name is Immovable11. That's I-M-M-O-V-A-B-U-L-L-11. You can follow me at those two pages. Man, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, man, the Chill Lounge Podcast. We all see exclusive content. Man, so many gems in this episode, man. My it was, mind's still man. Jeesh. Jeesh. It was good. Man, but Bo, man, thanks for stopping by, brother. Man, until next time, y'all, man, peace out. Peace out. One love, everybody. Let's get it.